0: Howdy, Dis After Dark listeners. Toy Story Land is opening up at Hollywood Studios on June 30th. Book now for some great summer deals and to see what's new. Take a ride on the Slinky Dog Dash coaster. Ride the alien swirling saucers with the kiddos. Enjoy a new third track on Toy Story Mania. And grab a bite to eat at Woody's Lunchbox. Remember, if you book with me, I'll take care of your dining reservations, fast passes, and create a personalized itinerary just for you and your family. Mention this ad to get $25 off your deposit. Reduce stress by letting me do the planning for you. I make the plans, you make the memories. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com and on social media at WPMagicJourneys.
1: So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Warning. This show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. shoulder. Well, that's a good start to a podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of This After That. This is episode 201. So this is the first episode after our big 200 episode. So thank you, everyone. Hope you really enjoyed that episode because you took that a lot of work. That the best
0: episode ever, mate.
1: I think it's up there. I do think it's up there. Um, I mean, you know, it had a cast of thousands, you know, we had so many um you know special guests on it I mean, why am i even talking about it everyone's listened to it by now this is episode 201 so um yeah so i, I don't know like,
0: how it was like the greatest showman
1: but in podcast form you know what that sums it up beautifully um so i am nick still uh and i'm joined tonight by my two favorite scousers <laughs> No, not Jimmy Corkil and Sinbad. They weren't available. Instead, we have Mr. Craig Lucas. Good evening. And we have, of course, the wonderful Amanda. Hello. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: Excellent. Yes, I'm fine. (laughs) I had, um, I'm recording this post-shopping. Um, in fact, I want to, at some point, I will say, oh, I've done, um, 10,047 active movement today oh. um twenty three thousand steps 16.37 kilometers walked um i don't know what that is in miles um i went shopping alone today and that's what i covered it was horrendous it rained all day i had to wear plastic trousers
2: christmas shopping
1: yeah yeah at the time this episode is going to go out before christmas so that still counts um but yeah, just a few, just a few little bits that I had to, I had to get to, I've got most of my Christmas bits now, but just a few other odds and sods. How are you doing for Christmas shopping?
2: I mean, I have not started, honestly. I oh, have wow. not one thing.
1: I only, well, as we call this, only 10 days left.
2: Yeah, I think <laughs> like I get paid like four days before Christmas and that's when I'm going to smash it.
1: You know what? I, I don't even know when I'm getting paid this month what so what happens is i get paid on the last day of the month but, oh, but for december they bring your pay forward but i haven't actually been told what day i get paid It'll so... obviously
0: with the last working day of the, the the year
1: no 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 no. they bring it forward so in, in december we get it pre-christmas which me i mean the only problem with that oh, is it means... this week then Yes. Yeah, I just don't know what day this week. But the the problem with that is, you know, that's great for last-minute Christmas bits, but it then means January is an awfully long month because you've got almost uh, five and a half, six weeks before your next pay packet. So you can't go... That's
2: the worst bit.
1: Yeah, you can't go mad in the Christmas sales. I hate January...
0: It's easy for you to say. I can't speak anymore. I've <laughs> recorded that much fucking podcast tonight. It's like, it really?
1: um, oh, wow. Now, there's a reason why Craig is, is slower more than you. That's because he's been drinking. Um, and of course, it and was I, Christmas.
0: And i finished nights. And have finished so nights. Three hours cape.
1: Yes. Not the Dreamcast game, if anyone asks. Um, but we are recording a new episode so that means that I have to ask the immortal question that we always do on this podcast which is what is everybody drinking so Craig have you got a new drink
0: I've got a new drink I've been drinking monkey shoulder from Mark the green grocer from Muirhead Avenue in West Derby, Liverpool if you turn uh, just by the doctor's turn right there Mark bought me a lovely bottle of Monkey Shoulder whiskey.
2: Can you tell me what? Oh, it's whiskey. Because like when we started recording <laughs> this, and you were talking about a monkey, I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And I know Craig no. comes up with some nonsense, but Monkey Shoulders. I um, I a haven't gone to
0: whiskey. a safari park and shot a baboon.
2: Honestly, I've... that's what I was kind of thinking. Like, um,
0: no. Well, give me twenty minutes. I don't know.
1: Like, let's, let's not because that just gets Ricky Gervais irate rightfully so because we shouldn't be killing innocent animals um speaking, of, him, not the fish, agreed. speaking of not killing innocent animals uh my vegetarian friend Amanda what are you drinking
2: <laughs> I am drinking a Brooklyn summer ale I'm pretending that it's summer basically
1: I've not tried the summer one
2: it's very nice. Like the thing is, like, I really like trying different beers, but you know, I always come back to Bud Light. Mm. But all of these like craft beers that I ever have or like seasonal beers, I always feel like the spicy and I don't know what it is about them. I, like I don't know if it's like some like the hops in like some of them or whatever. But whenever I try a new one, I'm like, that is spicy. But That's this one weird. is not spicy.
0: That's weird i know cinnamon and everything when it's like Christmassy time.
2: That's man. what I
1: feel like it is. I've actually got, I haven't cracked it open yet. I'm not cracking it open now, but I, uh, the other day just found for the first time the Christmas Coca-Cola.
0: Oh, God. Other
1: soft drink brands are available, which is um, cinnamon-flavoured Coke, basically.
0: <clears throat>
1: I've got to try it. Like I, you know, I bought it knowing that I probably won't like it, but I've got to give it a go. Um, so with that said, um, I have got, of course, my beloved Cherry Pepsi Max. What I've been sitting here nursing since before we started recording, though, is GMI. two shots of Gentleman Jack. Oh, which I am now going to mix with said Cherry Pepsi Max. Again, it's Christmas, so I thought, um, I've had this bottle of Gentleman Jack for a while now, and, um, Which, it gets better with age, doesn't it, anyway? Um, So, uh, this Christmas, it's definitely going to be finished off at some point. So, cheers, everybody. Uh, Chin-chin. Right, now, it's been a little bit, I think because it's coming up to Christmas, it's been a little bit slow on the news front, so... What we've been doing recently on the on the podcast, except obviously for the big two hundred episode, is we've been doing oh, that was mental. I, I still can't get over it. I, I mean, Amanda's speechless about it. She can't even remember. It was it was so busy. She can't even remember what happened. Um, but what we uh, have been doing recently on our episodes is doing a, a game which I've named. Um, I have never. I would never again. Based upon a man's ingenious idea a few episodes ago to talk about things that we have done, uh, have never done uh, at Disney or would never do again. Um, so, we've done it previously about Magic Kingdom, and we did it last normal episode about Animal Kingdom. Um, and for this episode, we're going to do it about everyone's favourite Third Gate, Disney's MGM. Of course, not that it's called that now, but Disney's Hollywood
0: Studios.
2: Honestly, it'll always be MGM to me, and will have call it anything different.
0: And it's my second gate. I'll be fair.
2: Second favorite park, actually.
0: Yeah.
2: Second favorite Disney park.
0: Yep, yep, yep.
1: I don't. I really don't know where where it sits with me in terms of popularity because I. It's, it's been a bit neglected. I know, I know it's because it's having this massive, um, you know, these new additions being added to it, but, you know, it has kind of decreased a bit over time, and, you know, I do... Right,
0: um... yeah, right. So, without thinking, my top four Disney parks, Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, my top six parks in Orlando, Magic Kingdom, Universal, Hollywood Studios, Epcot... Islands of Adventure, Animal Kingdom. My top seven has got Sea at the bottom of that. Boom. And is
1: that in order? Yeah. You've been thinking about that an awfully long time.
0: No, wait, no, it's just wait,
2: wait, wait, say that again.
0: My top seven. Magic No, no.
2: <laughs> Just just the regular parks, not the not the water parks.
0: No, no, there was no water parks in there. It was it was encompassing all of Orlando. Oh, <laughs> so it is magic kingdom U- uh, universal studios hollywood studios epcot islands of adventure animal kingdom we top 6 and then sea at the bottom we top 7 um, that's easy just reel them off what comes just say whatever comes into your heart bang boom like that that's what i just did Wait right now? You want it right now? Yeah, do it, just do it, bang like that. Boom.
2: Okay, Universal. Epcot. Islands of Adventure. MGM. Um Magic Kingdom. Did I say Islands of Adventure already? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Magic Kingdom. Sea World. Animal Kingdom. Wow. No, in fact, no.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's it, actually. That's bosta. that. That was so... (laughs) Thank God you're the lead host of Universal After Dark. That's all I can say. (laughs) Um,
1: Right, okay. Uh, Magic Kingdom, Universal, uh, Epcot, Islands of Adventure, Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom
0: sea world there you go see see what we've just done now over to you listeners put them in the group you know where we are
2: yes i'm excited to see everyone's because honestly i feel surprised every time someone says like to her list and every time someone's like magic kingdom's my number one i'm like you're high
0: and there's no wrong answer so you don't have to beat the shit out of someone just because theirs isn't yours yeah yeah
1: i think um yeah, I think a lot of that for me comes down to. Well, yeah, there's a preference, isn't it? And it's normally because of memories associated to it, or what you went to first, or your favourite attraction being there. I mean, I rank Magic Kingdom so highly just because of the sheer vastness of what's there, because there are, there are a lot of rides and lands there, but also because of
0: of special memories. I'm sure now, right? Somewhere along the line, Disney probably own E.T. off the top of my head. No. Oh, bugger. Is that the what? only film? Is that the only film Disney don't own? E.T.? you having a laugh. Right, so let's it's pretend... Universal. To... Oh, is it? would Or do probably just buy Universal? So, Amanda, <laughs> what if they move E.T. to the Magic Kingdom? Would that go up? Would the, Magic the thing King... is,
2: like, Magic Kingdom's not so, like, low on my list because of anything... In Magic Kingdom, like I actually genuinely really love Magic Kingdom as a park itself. If it was empty, yeah, it's it the crowds.
0: If Michael you were Michael Jackson.
2: Jackson, if I was Michael Jackson, Magic Kingdom will be way up the top. However, Shut I'm not Michael Jackson. On, motherfucker. But like that's it, honestly. And I like I know that I've been like down on Magic Kingdom than like the last few like disaster after that we've done but honestly I've not had a good experience at Magic Kingdom for the last few years.
0: If you can't walk in a straight line, I feel your pain.
2: It's not even like I'm walking in a straight line. It's that like, like I spend the majority of the time stood still in a crowd. And like I don't like I'm not saying oh my god I have such a problem with like being in crowds. Clearly I don't because I go to Florida which is filled with crowds and I know that I'm gonna have to wait around for stuff. But it's too too much. You can't enjoy anything. Yeah. And it makes I, me sad because I really do like Magic Kingdom, but I'm just not having a good time. Any- like, no matter when I go, no matter what day, no matter what the crowd levels look like, I mean, I couldn't even get the monorail or the ferry into the park this year because they were both so packed. I would have had to wait for, like, three boats at least. I know I've been waiting at least an hour for the monorail to get into the park.
1: So what you're saying is, is that Disney needs to raise their prices because too many people are going.
2: You know, like I don't even <laughs> I, f- I feel like even that wouldn't work, honestly, because they like even with the when we changed the um like peak days and stuff.
0: I would like them to to put the prices up at least another 50%, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> and I don't care hate mail, just after dark at gmail.com, bring it. <laughs> um, Thin the head. that's what I say.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's a funny one. Because, like
0: um, Peter Kay, he's quite funny.
1: Mm, on occasion. The problem is, is that, uh, rose into glasses for me, because I've not been for a while. <laughs> so, I've not been since, the, the whole Magic Band stuff, and, and all that, and I hear about the crowds. I was over at Disneyland Paris last week, And when I was there during the week, it was like, it wasn't an empty park by any stretch, but the queue times of rides were so short compared to what you see at at Magic Kingdom. But then you look at Saturday, and nearly all the attractions were an hour plus. So Disneyland Paris doesn't have the same problem as Florida or Magic Kingdom, but you know when it has peak days it has peak days and i think that's the difference is that you can still get a lot of time at disneyland paris and other parts obviously as well where you don't have that but magic kingdom seems to have that on a daily basis you say amanda there doesn't seem to be much downtime anymore
2: not at all like but it's like painful
1: yeah yeah. To the point
2: where it's a small world forty five minutes in the morning and I'm like, Yeah, I'm not
1: going to anything today, honestly. No. No. And that's that's not fun. So I I understand why you've got that a bit lower down the list. And that and again, that's exactly it. My my reason for ranking it higher than what you have is because of my memories associated with it and my experiences there, you know, in the past. Not what's going on there now because I'm not experiencing that. So when I go back there in the next year or so, however long it will be, then I'll that my position of that will probably change accordingly. Based on that, because that's not a fun experience for anybody.
2: Agreed.
0: Anyway, enough about that. Come uh, on, let's go today. Let's talk, let's talk American for the remainder of the podcast. <laughs> Let's let's not.
2: Do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I a Nick.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can't even do it for thirty seconds. Oh,
1: Orlando, man. Orlando can. Oh, um, hey. <laughs> no, Orlando. This is not your podcast. So we Little said Timmy. Not, nothing about Little Timmy. So we said that we're going to do Hollywood Studios. Um, not like us to go on a tangent, but there we go. So we're going to do Hollywood Studios. So we've all been. That's established we've all been more than once. That's also been established. So there are always going to be things that, um, we have not done for whatever reason. Um, or we'd never do again also for for various reasons. So does anybody
0: want to go first. I'll go first. Go on him. I don't ever want to do again. Um, Ariel, little mermaid show.
1: Uh, it's something i've not done myself actually ever No. no no i can't think i can't think why did i not you know what i think i just knew what it was gonna be and thought nah it doesn't sound like a fun way to spend
0: half an hour it's it's stuck in the 19 the early 1990s um everything stinks of mold in there because the spray water in your face and whatnot. And it it's just, <laughs> it's always half empty. And they shout at you for trying to sit in the middle of the seats, even though it's half empty. Yeah, so the whole, yeah. the whole audience is sitting on the right hand side of the show. Um, it's just a waste of space. The, do you know what? The actors, the actresses, the actors, you're not allowed to say actresses anymore, are amazing. They're beautiful and they're highly trained. But send them out doing it on a milk float or something. They could still do the same show on a milk float. Just just not in a, a theatre. Put a new ride in.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's got a few shows, hasn't it, already there.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So it, it could potentially do okay without that particular one but Amanda I know the little mermaid is is a film close to you um so how do you feel about that
2: okay so I grew up loving this show
0: mm-hmm.
2: I would go and see it every single time and basically when I was younger MGM was my favorite park and so it's my number one over everything over even the Universal Parks, MGM was my favourite park. And so I loved everything in M-Gem. And I would be obsessed with the Little Mermaid show because it was Ash's favourite film. And Ash was like my little mermaid.
0: So
2: <laughs> she loved that, and I loved Beauty and the Beast and Hunchback in Notre Dame. And so we would both just be obsessed with these two shows. And when I took my boyfriend's Florida for the first time, I was like, okay, you, like, I have to see the show and you're going to really, really like it because it's really cool. <laughs> and we sat watching it and he was just looking at, like, he wasn't even watching he was just looking at me the entire time, like, Ugh. and I was like, I mean, it was all right, right? And he's like, no, not really. And I was like, well... Um, I remembered it being
0: better
2: than this. <laughs> but I guess, like, when you're a little... Like, the only thing I can compare it to is the way that I, I see little girls looking at the Frozen sing-along show now.
0: Yeah, mm. and that's my point. Yeah. Mermaid isn't relevant to the, to, to the little people anymore. I go into the, the Frozen sing-along, and it takes my breath away as a 44-year-old man. Watching me girls singing, watching all the other princesses in the audience singing, it's absolutely amazing. And Ariel, unfortunately, all them little princesses are now in the thirties or late twenties.
2: Well
1: yeah, okay. I I I kind of I kind of get what you say. Um
0: Right My it, kids haven't got any interest in the little mermaid. See so it
1: opened up in nineteen ninety two. So it opened up not that long after, like, what, two years after Little Mermaid came out? Three years? We didn't get it over here until 1990, <laughs> but I think it might have come out in 89 in America. Um, but it's it's a long run for that. And, I mean, there's now a Little Mermaid ride, isn't there? So do we need a ride and a dated stage show?
0: I mean, no. Turn it into, right, keep all the cast because I hate to see anybody out of work, but transform it into a current Disney show, a Disney film. Maybe maybe Tangled, the songs in that are amazing, and the Not Frozen. Moana. Moana, yes. Oh my, oh my God! (laughs) I would
2: love a Moana one.
0: Take my money take my
1: money moana is super over um it's based around the sea so they might be able to reproduce some of the props um yeah let's let's make it moana
0: yeah yeah i know it's not our job
1: i know it's not our job that's not what this segment's about but disney i know you're listening um turn it into moana and and save us um okay amanda
2: Okay, so, I mean, there's not a lot that I haven't done at MGM, honestly. And, oh, actually, there is. There's a whole big bit that I haven't done at MGM. Hmm. I haven't done anything in Toy Story Land.
1: I suppose you've got the benefit of the doubt there because it's it's so new. No, but you, um, were, there, you were there in
0: September.
2: I know, but I just didn't want to.
0: What? 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 <laughs> like, I mean, I
2: like Toy Story films.
0: But Cards. This, like, this yeah, whole
2: section yeah, just yeah. is not my vibe.
0: Cards on the table, right. The The, the two Disney, uh, or oh, I don't know how many Toy Stories there are now in the world, but the two ones that I've been to, no, sorry, the one that I've been to, I'm pissed, is Disneyland Paris. And it's shit. Right? Yeah. It's it's cheap, it's fair ground rides, it's basically um rama whatever that area is called. No, no, a, no, it, no, 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 no. Look. No, it is. It's not it's With not slightly it's, better theme. It's
1: better than diorama. Rama. Dino USA. It's better than that. It's not what it should be. The theming like and I, I've just come back from there, right? The theming of the area is still far superior than the attractions that are in the area. But the actual theming is still good, and it's still clever. Um, And I believe that the Orlando One is based around that.
0: So the remote control car is the pirate ship?
1: It's different to a pirate ship, but yes. Mm. No, it is. It is the slinky dog ride is just a traditional kiddie coaster that goes around like yeah you know one fish two fish or whatever that (laughs) that kind of like very basic kiddie ride honestly
2: yeah like and that's exactly what that's the reason why i didn't do anything in the land is because i walked in i saw slinky dog and i was like oh i've been so excited about this and i saw how slow it was going around the track, and I was like, "Honestly, I'm not waiting for over an hour."
1: Slinky dog, Slinky dog in Florida is different to Slinky dog in Paris. Because Slinky dog in Paris is just um, it's one worse. one it's continuous. Oh. Yeah. like the dog is one continuous thing. It's like human centipede, but in Slinky dog form. No, it's not quite like that. You
0: do sit in seats and not have your mouth trapped to somebody else's butt, but... No, but Slinky Dog has got his face in his own butt.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But then he does that in the film, so that's not a problem, but the ride itself is very tame. The... At least the Orlando one looks like a proper ride, but um, I, I hear what you say, Amanda. I do... What I have heard from people that have gone on it is that whilst it's not as fast as it should be, it it's not as slow as it looks. It might be a little bit more intense when you ride it, but by no means is this, you know, something like Rock and Roller Coaster or the Incredi Coaster over at California. This is definitely a, a ride aimed at a family. It's you know, a family rather, coaster, definitely. Yeah.
0: Now, ass, on the other hand, that is straight out of uh, Chesington or whatever. Uh, I think it's Chesington where they've got the Thomas Land. I've not. Uh, no, it's Alton Towers, um, I think. No, no, it's not Alton Towers. No, no, no well, Alton
2: Towers is like the CBBS. Yeah, yeah I'm I think yeah, it's.
0: Yeah. I think it's Cheddington. I think it's Cheddington has got the Wait, top... do
2: you, you mean Chessington?
0: Chessington, yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what's Cheddington?
0: Oh, yeah. That's on CBBS too. That's, no, that's the...
1: Chuggington. Oh, that's tons. <laughs> let's not get confused. Um, do you mean Drayton Manor?
0: Drayton Manor, yes. That's We're not the...
1: a Thomas Land.
0: Yes. Now, okay. in there, we went in there 10 years ago, and that ass ride is basically in there. So it's it's a, it's a, it's a bought-off-the-shelf ride that has been themed. So it's basically a, a, a gypsies carnival ride. That's all it is. It's crap. So I agree with you, Amanda. I'm not excited for Toy Story at all, in the slightest. It's so busy. It's so small. The food is so overrated and so overpriced. No, I
2: mean, uh, like, I feel like I can't really complain about the food price because it's going to be the same everywhere. But just there's just nothing really about the the entire land that made me want to stay in it. So I was like, okay, well, I mean, I'll come back. Like, basically in the run-up to Toy Story Land opening, I was excited about it. But I was excited about it so that Tower of Terror wait and Macamolica so it would go down. Yes. yes. And it didn't happen.
1: Yeah, it does seem, it does seem like um, it's. it was initially very, very busy. Like the, the the wait times on both of those attractions was very long. Toy Story main has always been uh, very busy. But it it seems to have tailed off since then and the wait times have come down considerably. I think when it first opened, wasn't like Stinky Dog like three or four hour queues? And now I think it's about 45 minutes to an hour is, is yeah, seen quite a lot. So I think it's that typical thing. And what my fear is kind of around Star Wars is that we're all expecting this to be like the biggest thing ever. Um, but how long is that going to be? that popular do, for
0: do you know if um if star wars is as cheap and as shit as toy story land is then it's going to be crap
1: yeah it's not gonna like it's not gonna be like that i mean you can see that already it's not going to be the same you gotta remember toy story land is essentially something they've put into other parks and it's cheap because yeah. it's already been designed for other parks so you know, whatever they put in there hasn't cost much. You know, the only thing that's really different is Slinky Dog. Um, that's a new version of that ride. Alien Swirling Saucers, it, it, it's pretty much a copy of what they've got over at Carsland. So they've changed the ride vehicles, but the ride itself is not that dissimilar. So, again, that was probably quite cheap to get them to actually build because the Zama's pretty much done. So, I think, I think that's it. I think it was supposed to be, you know, something to bring people in. And also as well, one thing I will say, unlike a lot of other films, because there's been a few of them, I suppose, Toy Story is still quite current. And obviously there's a fourth one coming out next year. It's a franchise that doesn't seem to ever die down. Like, not many Disney films can say that. As you said earlier, Craig, about Little Mermaid, like, my daughter's watched it once or twice, maybe. Doesn't really care for it. Beauty and the Beast, that's one that's had legs. Um, That one she does like, and she's watched quite a few times, and obviously she's watched the live-action one. But I think a lot of those early 90s Disney films, they've got an audience now which is in their 30s and 40s. But, the younger kids don't care too much for those properties, but Toy Story seems to have bridged that gap. That still is very popular amongst you know everybody. So I can see why they've done it, um, but yeah, maybe a shame that they've they've put in what they've put in. Time will tell.
0: I would I would move Buzz um, Lightyear over from Magic Kingdom. I would put that in that land. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel
2: like
0: the back was like, yeah, not to go off on a tangent, but it needs a refurb. Exactly. And so plus it up, but the same concept, put it in that land, and that would give Tomorrowland another st- bit of stuff to redevelop. Um, I think the one ride you could bring over from Paris is the pirate ship that isn't a pirate ship, because that would work. The Toy Soldiers is basically the worst ride I've ever been on in any Disney theme park in the history of theme parks.
2: Wait, what is
0: it? It's like a drop ride. It's a drop ride, which is the slowest loader known to man, uh, with the longest queue known to man. So by the time you get there, you're ready to kill yourself. (laughs) Then it takes them 15 minutes to actually flip you all in and safety check, safety check, safety check. Then you spend the next 14 and a half seconds on the ride and then you get off and want to die. The
1: biggest problem with that parachute drop ride they got in Paris in the Toy Story Land is that directly behind it is the Tower of Terror.
0: Exactly.
1: So oh, makes, really? Yeah, so it makes absolutely no sense. It would be just like to take what you... Just said there, Craig, about Buzz Lightyear. It would be like putting Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story Land, when you've already got Toy Story Mania.
0: Exactly. Because
1: it's it's another. Although it's different, it's still a shooting game. Um, Yeah. Now to uh, what you were saying, Amanda, about it being rethemed, refurbed in um, Hong Kong. Yeah, in Hong Kong, they've just they're just in the process of um, replacing Buzz Lightyear with Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, right now, I don't think they can. I'm not sure if Ant Man is one of those characters that's tied up in the Universal thing. I'd like to think it isn't, um, but they are changing it over in other parks. So I think personally, Buzz Lightyear's days are probably done because there's no point having a Toy Story <coughs> Land if you've got Toy Story attractions in other parks. To, to, you know, in the same oh part Nick, of the world.
0: take my money. Tomorrowland, just retheme it, Disney don't have to step on the toes of Universal, right? They've got that much content out there now. They can get away with it. Just retheme the whole of Tomorrowland to Marvel.
1: Yeah, but then, see, again, you know, they're putting Guardians in Epcot. So, that I, I wouldn't want to see Guardians over in Epcot and then a Marvel Land in Tomorrowland. And also, as well, you, you just couldn't do it. They've got Tron. Um...
0: Yeah, they're contradicting themselves left, right, and centre.
1: Yeah, you can't... And also, as well, like, it's too much of a classic land to re-theme it. Like, I I would never... As much as I love Marvel, I would not want to see a Marvel land replace any of the the classic lands. I'd want it to be an expansion, not a a kind of reduction. So, anyway, right. Enough about Toy Story Land. That's a good shout, Amanda. Um, I have never <gasps> seen Beauty and the Beast live on stage.
0: Why? What? Who right. are you? What? You are dead to me, Nicholas. Right. Again, it's What
2: do you do at Hollywood Studios?
0: The is Go, right. on, go and sit in the corner.
1: <laughs> well, you've got to remember when I last went to Hollywood Studios, there was loads of rides. <laughs> Not everything was closed down. Um, you know what? I, I I can't say why we didn't do it. Um, and we had you know two trips we could have done it. Um, I just think we thought it's a show we could probably go and do some rides, and that's really it. Um, I know that people really like it.
0: Um. Oh, I don't just like it; it makes me cry.
1: Yeah, but Craig, like you know, there's lots of things that make you cry, so that's that doesn't give it like an appeal of it being anything special. What I will say on this though, so I said so I haven't done it. I do like Beauty and the Beast, I just haven't done it. But it, it, like now they're doing that new Beauty and the Beast thing over in Epcot in the French Pavilion, which is going to be like singing and dancing does that mean that it stays unnumbered in Hollywood studios? Have I missed the boat on this one?
0: What are they doing in the French Pavilion?
1: Uh, they're doing... Um, we were talking about it recently, weren't we, Amanda?
2: Yeah, the sing-along thing. It's like Frozen sing-along, but in the sing-along.
1: Yeah. Oh. And did we did we decide, in, or did we find out in the end whether it was live action or cartoon?
2: Well, at first, P. Dabs was like, okay, it's going to be the cartoon. And then, like, five minutes later, he was like, no, it's real life.
1: Yeah, I could remember oh, what he said yeah. afterwards. So we think it's going to be based around the recent film rather than the, the original cartoon. But that's not, as far as I know, not been 100% confirmed. It's definitely happening, and it's definitely going in there. And so what I'm saying is, even though this is not going to be a stage show like uh, they've got now in Hollywood Studios... Do you really need Beauty and the Beast live on stage if you've got a sing along over in Epcot? No,
0: you don't.
2: No, but I mean, I do. i like, I really do love that show.
0: I love that show. It's it's every year we go. I'm like, oh god, this is shit. But you know, when you get in there, it's absolutely wonderful. I love it. I love it so much, and because I, I forget, I forget how much I love it. Hmm. and I, I, I can't explain why, but because uh, I think of the costumes crap um, and, and just whatever, and it's just a crap size stage and everything looks a little bit dirty and you can see the scuff marks on everything, but then when it kicks off, oh, it's amazing. It's brilliant. I'm surprised, actually,
1: that considering how popular it's been, They haven't tried to do like a Frozen four D film. I'm not saying that that's what I'd want to see, but you know, already, you know, in the the three of us have have earmarked one thing each in this segment, and two of them have been stage shows based on cartoons and not cartoons, animated films. Um, I'm just surprised that they haven't try to do something like that. Frozen is one of the uh, the franchises they could get away with doing it because they've already done some little spin-off films and stuff like that. Um, but I think it's one thing that's missing in there is a 4D film. Because people go,
0: they're popular. You mean Captain EO 4D? Uh,
1: well, yeah, I was thinking, you know, like, yeah, like that Shrek 4D or um, It's Tough to Be
0: a Bug. Or film magic You see, I'd like to see Frozen. I don't care. I want to see the live-action version.
1: I mean, they've got a, a successful Broadway musical. There mm-hmm. oh, it is. Um, which I, I suppose they could do a small stage version of. But they've already got the, the Frozen sing-along. So you've kind of got you know a live-action Frozen thing already there. So, you know. Ta- Tangled. I just think that maybe rather than, uh, you know, if they're doing, when they open this uh, Beauty and the Big sing-along, this show should go. But I don't think they need to replace it with another stage show. That's that's the point I'm trying to make.
0: That it going to be Marvel.
1: Maybe it's, one day.
0: It's, it's so easy to do. Yeah, Rock and Roller Coaster in Paris is getting re-themed to Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah, Tower of Terror in Disneyland, California, is Guardians of the Galaxy. Boom! Simple as.
1: But none of us, I think, want to see the Twilight Zone. Change.
2: No,
0: I no. do. I don't care. You no, you don't. No, I don't care. Yes, you do. No. No, what I I can
2: guarantee that... that if in a year's time they were like, Okay, we're gonna change this to Guardians you'd be like,
0: No. I'd
1: I I I wouldn't. It's interesting now because you you know, what was it a year, two years ago, I think, we had Mark Silverman on who uh plays oh, sorry, re recorded or re dubbed the Ronzer the Rod Serling voice for that attraction. And that's that attraction's obviously based on the original Twilight Zone series. Now, next year, we're getting Jordan Peele bring back the Twilight Zone for CBS All Access, I think it's called. Whatever their on-demand service is anyway. So next year, we're getting a new Twilight Zone TV series.
0: Do you remember when um, they announced there was going to be a Tower of Terror themed bar associated with it Yeah, and then. And that's only two or three years ago. Mm. Yeah,
2: I was so excited about
0: that. Exactly. Now so if they've ran with it and took it to the next level and
2: uh, I agree.
0: Exactly. Oh. Sorry, my dog just decided to interrupt there.
1: No, uh, yes, your dog please.
0: your dog was racked by emotion. Then keep by all means keep the tower of teller teller. Oh, yes. the Tower of Teller, Tower of right. Teller, K-Tams. Okay, so um, expand on it, and why not just build the hotel in in the because Tower of Teller? Oh Jesus! <laughs> Tower of Teller is right on the border. You can see it from the beach club and uh, the yacht club as you leave and. It's there, standing there. So there's space there to put a Tower of Terror hotel expansion on, a real hotel, a themed hotel. Do no, we...
1: no, 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 no. Tower yes. of terror, terror DVC.
0: Yes. To Totally, I agree, 100%. Then, by all means, save it. But they can't announce what they want to announce at the moment because there's too much influx in the park. It this is a drip drip. This is like Apple and the, the new iPhone every year. It's a little bit a little add on every year. They can't go to the ultimate iPhone because no one will ever buy it. If they announce that while everything else is getting rebuilt at Hollywood Studios there will be up an outcry. It, it would be a revolution. They can't do it. I
1: mean... when, every,
0: when Star Wars has been opened the Eye of Sauron, the Eye of Mickey will turn to that area of the park and bulldoze it.
1: I mean, I I can see... The problem is, is that the Twilight Zone is not a Disney property. So the deal is with CBS, who own the rights to the, the TV series. So everything hinges on that. Like a lot of these things, we don't know what the, the deal is, how long the deal's for, if it's in perpetuity, if it needs to be renegotiated every few years... You know, we'd imagine it does, but we're not sure. Now, if that deal comes, you know, isn't uh, for of all time and needs to be renewed every few years, the fact they're doing a new series now changes a lot of things because they might not be so keen to do it, or they might be keen to really renegotiate it because of the TV series, but they'd want to change the presentation of it. The storyline would be the same, but obviously you'd have uh, Jordan Peele do the whole thing rather than the old footage of, of Rod Sterling. So I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I, I think we all felt a few years ago, it was definitely going to be guardians, but I'm, I'm not entirely sure now that it, it would. And I think because, because of the difference between the twilight zone, tower of terror here and the one that they had at California, I don't think making it guardians would be an easy switch because the ride itself
0: is is different the undercarriage is different um when you go underground and you're you're in the you're getting ready to be loaded that whole area is very open and you can because you can go off three ways can't you to get to the three different lifts Mm. so that need a little bit of work obviously i'm
1: thinking more about like the um the fourth dimension or a fifth dimension, mm. what is it
0: yeah i, I where, where, yeah, I get what you're saying, but that whole section's unique to yeah, this
1: definitely. version of it, like the other ones that are built around the world don't have that extra that extra scene, and it's quite a key scene, so because of that, it changes the whole dynamic of the ride, so you know that's that's what. I just don't think it's it's an easy switch. I don't. I, I I don't know. I think a lot of it hinges on what happens with the license, and if they continue to have that deal with CBS. The day that CBS decided I don't want it anymore, that's the day that they pull the trigger.
0: As they this new t- as, as this new CD um, started yet with CBS next year, because it will crash and burn. Because it's it's one of them series. It's like they, they go back now and and they remake the A team or they remake um, um, uh, 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 Night Rider, something like that. We all remember it through rose-tinted glasses, and when you watch the new version of it, it's poo. Twilight Zone is different because that's not mm. a, it's not. Well, no, no, because
1: it's like every episode was a new story.
0: Twilight Zone, X-Files, same thing.
1: How was it? Are you talking about you nutter?
2: What?
1: It's just Did you same. just say that it was
0: the yeah. same? Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He's obviously <laughs> never <laughs> seen an episode <laughs> of either. I have, I have. No. It's all extraterrestrial. It's all supernatural. <laughs> no, it's, it's not.
1: And also as well, also as well, the fact is that Jordan Peele is behind this this reimagining. And he, you know, obviously broke through as a director uh, and writer was, uh, you know, for Get Out. He's got another film coming out next year, which is only just, I can't remember the title, it's only just come out of the title. Um, but, you know, he's very in at the moment and he's in about this kind of horror uh, thriller genre. And he's doing it, like, you know, this is a passion project for him. So this isn't just a quick buck. This is something he's doing because he really feels that he can, do justice to it so you know whether they do the old stories again or whether they do new stories but you know with the same kind of twists and themes of the original series the fact is uh, you know it it can do really really well for itself so no it's not going to crash and burn at all
0: okay well i i will eat my hat and if it crashes and burn you will eat your hat
1: i hope i hope those hats are nacho because otherwise i'm going to struggle Um, so anyway, abuse and beast live on stage. I've never done it. And if things are going the way they are probably never will. Hmm. Slightly disappointing. So what about you, Craig? What's your next, uh, have
0: never or never do again. Okay. So I've got to have two. Oh God. (sighs) Um, I think I've probably had enough of Star Tours that's
1: interesting
0: because I was never so more excited than when Star Tours 2.0 was being announced I can remember the Star Tours app coming out uh, on iPhone and I used to sit there watching it waiting because they would announce when it was going to be in soft openings for how many hours a day And when it opened, it was just a little bit meh. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, I would expect this is the thing. Star Wars is this all-encompassing, massive, huge, massive phenomena that's going to change everybody's lives when it, it, it opens, Star Wars Land opens in Hollywood Studios. But when this ride opened, the queues you would expect to be three hours long and you were about three hours long for about two days. And then it just went back to a 40-minute queue. And no one seemed to care.
1: I've only just done it. Um, I had a, I'd, I'd not managed to do it. I'd not been there since it reopened. I went there just before it closed the first time. Um, and I've not been back to experience it. And when I'd been to Paris, I hadn't done it either. So I've only just done the Paris version, which is the newest version, recently. Now, I had two different experiences. The first time I hated it, the second time I really liked it. What they can do with Starters and why it worked for me the second time was because when I went on it the second time, it had a scene from The Force Awakens and it had a scene from uh, The Last Jedi. And that meant it was current. And that's one good thing about what they've now done with Star Tours is that they can now chop and change the films and add these new scenes in to make them actually current. What was what didn't work with the original version of Star Tours is that film had been in there... Well, I mean, it opened in, in 1990, uh, 90, didn't it? But um, Or 89, sorry. But that film was originally released in California, I think, in 87. So that film was ancient and it was one story, but now with the new version of Star Wars, they can chop and change, and it does make a big difference.
0: But yeah, but it's said, a time-traveller thing in the Star Wars universe. Huh? is stars time-traveller thing. Not really. Exactly.
1: I don't understand what your point is. Well,
0: you, you've just jumped from The Last Jedi to whatever the other film was you said,
1: uh, yeah, but but the thing is, you're talking about you know films that took place one after the other with not much gap in between them. So yeah, I know but, what you're saying, but
0: the original the original one was set of a time I, I seem to remember it was after the Star Wars uh, franchise had finished as as it was then. So after yeah. Return of the Jedi, so you were going and visiting. Various little bits. That was the whole thing. Um, but now you're jumping from basically there could potentially be scenes from episode one right up to episode eight.
1: That was my problem with it the first time. Is it was it was episode one, and you know the time frame for that seemed, like, the the time frame for the ride seemed to be present Star Wars, not prior Star and, Wars. So and
0: and Disney prides itself on storytelling. Right, not story contradiction. Now you've got Star Wars Land opening, so in between you've got Tatooine Traders, you've got the Star Tours ride, then you've got Grand Avenue, and then you've got Star Wars Land.
1: I personally think Star Tours days are numbered anyway. I think you might be onto something. Um, and you know, I've talked about the queuing times before as being a bit of a concern. Because, like you said, you know when it first opened, huge queues, three-hour waits, um, and you, you know it's pretty much a walk-on now most of the time.
0: It's um, a walk-on now when there's four rides at the park.
1: Yeah, and and the thing is that's that's going to get worse when Galaxy's Edge opens because everyone will be going there rather than trying to wait to see Star Tours. So, um, I I personally think it's it's probably on borrowed time. Um, when they build a ride, they normally aim for it to be operating for 20 years for it to have made all of its money back and then some, all of that, the investment. Um, that That's usual kind of Disney philosophy. Star Tours opened with the park. It had a revamp. They obviously chucked some money at it, um, but I think its shelf life is, is more limited to the original Star Tours. So, I think after Star Wars Galaxy's Edge has been open for a couple of years, I reckon it could well
0: disappear for something else. I think it'll go immediately because it's contradiction storytelling mm. within the, the 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 Disney. It's you know Buzz Lightyear Rangers, Rangers, Spin, whatever it's called, is in a different park, so they can sort of get away with that. Yeah, but when it's you know hundreds of feet away, yeah, yeah, I'm with you,
1: and I know uh, how Amanda feels about Star Wars.
2: Um,
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> no. I mean, I still, I still try and do it, like mostly every trip.
0: Why don't you like it, Amanda? Um,
2: You're
0: not a Star I, Wars fan, are you? So. Like,
2: I'm not, like, I'm not a Star Wars. I don't hate Star Wars. I just don't like Star Wars. Um, but also, I feel like it's just really old. I feel like it's just dead rickety.
0: Yeah, definitely. I come off it green.
2: And I'm never the rebel spy.
0: <laughs> and if anyone should be a rebel spy, it's you.
2: That's what I'm saying.
0: Typical Scousers.
2: <laughs> don't like being
1: profiled by the police, want to be a rebel spy. Um Yeah. <laughs> All right, Amanda. What's what's your next one?
2: Okay, I'm gonna blow your mind. Are you ready?
1: Go on, him. Mm-hmm.
2: I never do. Fantasmic. What? <laughs> yeah, let's do it.
0: When was the last time we did it?
2: Um, two thousand and twelve. Why? <laughs> I'm like right I'm gonna keep it real I'm not a massive fireworks fan oh right so I don't it's not just a fantastic thing like I don't watch many nighttime shows but also people who listen to podcasts podcast and you guys would know as well that when I'm there like I'm trying to cram everything I can into one like one little trip So, I spend my daytime at Hollywood Studios, and I spend my evening at Epcot. Yeah. Like, if it's a Disney day, it's going to be ending at Epcot. So, I've seen Illuminations more times than I could, like,
0: tell you. Well, just flip it round, love, and go to Epcot first, and then Hollywood Studios. No,
2: that doesn't work.
0: It works for me.
2: I mean, it does not work for me. Like... I I think out of all of the nighttime shows, Fantasmic Fantastic is my favourite out of all of them. I guess. But I didn't, I'm just not a nighttime show grand person, honestly.
0: One of the most beautiful days of our holiday last year, and I was literally in Carla's house today, cradling them beautiful little babies that she's had, little Molly and little Joanna. Oh, they're, they're not announced on the podcast world now, so they're real. Right. <laughs> and we went to the uh, Italian po- restaurant. Is it Mama Melrose? Yeah.
2: Oh, I love Mama Melrose.
0: Tammy, the, the server, right? We had nothing to do. It was the Fantasmic Dinner Package. We went in there at about one o'clock in the afternoon. It was a strange sort of day, weather-wise. It wasn't happy. It was a bit rainy. We stayed in there. The girls got some Prosecco. They got a bottle of Prosecco. The boys got on the beer. We had our fantastic Dinner Package meal, which consisted of three courses because it was a fantastic Dinner Package. Tammy was so wonderful and so beautiful. She'd give us um, reserve seating for the Pixar show as well. Uh, so, we literally stayed for three hours in this restaurant, just drinking, having merriment, relaxing, just taking some time to just just chill out. And then we went out, um, we did one or two of our Fast Passes that we had left, and then we went into Fantasmic. It was a perfect, beautiful day.
2: I do love Mama Rose. That does sound like a good time.
0: Oh, it's beautiful. Are, are you a Prosecco type of girl?
2: No, I mean, if I had a glass of Prosecco, I'd die, honestly. Why? I
0: just I, I just would. Bubbles? Like,
2: yeah, like, I don't know, anything like Prosecco or, like, wine or anything like that just kills me.
0: Oh. I'm
2: only made for beer.
0: Well, beer has bubbles too. I
2: mean, that's
1: true. I, um... I have to say that I think Fantasmic is one of the best nighttime shows I've ever seen. I absolutely love Fantasmic, and I know it's been long in a long in a runtime, running a long time, but I, it, it, it's just so magical. Like I, I think the the combination of all the different characters and the effects and I just love it. I, I think it's, it's so good. Um,
0: the and, little magic tricks that it, that happens. Yeah. Without giving anything away, just
1: dopey slipping off the top of the, uh, the, the boat. <laughs> That's what I'm uh,
0: saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, to me, it's just, it's just a wonderful, wonderful show. And, um, look, I'm not saying that it's, it, it could maybe do a little bit of a freshen up. I think everything does after it's been open for a long time, but, um, it's it's still something that I would need to do at least once on every trip, personally.
0: Pocahontas needs to go, let's be honest. What's she done that, wrong? It's just the weakest bit of the show. That's the bit when you go for a wee. Put Frozen in, or put Tangled in, or put Moana in, just in that little... Just replace that one scene. Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah, I know what you're saying, and and I agree. This is this is my biggest problem with a lot of the stuff now. And um, a man. It's by, actually
0: it's got a gun battle in it. There's a man shot, and he falls off the mountain. Oh yeah, forget about that. You know that is sort of wrong now in in especially in America where everyone gets shot.
1: No, yeah. that's exactly why it works in America. Well, yeah. I um I uh, they just put uh in Disneyland Paris, Amanda, mm-hmm. and it's it's definitely been done as a temporary thing. You can tell because like there's no Donald, and you know none of the effects work. It's it's pretty lame. But my big problem with that is that that film is so old now that whilst it looks good, the references and the, the things it focuses on are are out of date to mm-hmm. me because there's nothing from you know the latest thing in it's The Lion King. Um, and that came out in, like, 5 <laughs> didn't it? So that's that's one thing that I think Fantasmic would benefit from, is an upgrade to be more relevant to the things that are popular now.
2: Yeah, um, definitely. And, I mean, I, I do definitely think that it's, like, if I had to say that I liked one nighttime show better than others, Fantasmic would be, like, the top of the list. But I feel like it, even though the shows aren't long, it's also, like... Having to wait in line to get into the viewing area and then sitting and waiting for ages to watch it and then trying not everyone like filter out afterwards, so it just takes a big chunky night. You've got to be dedicated to want to go and watch it. I feel and big. I think if I was trying to like plan for somebody to go for the first time, a million percent I'd tell them to go and watch it, but as someone who goes all the time, I'm kind of like did not really have to do it this
1: time but then i live in fear that it's gonna go yeah i i i, I yeah I, I understand kind of what you're saying but i'm still a little bit hurt that you i'm sorry completely. um my my next one is not anywhere near as shocking as amanda's um but i've never done the sci-fi diner Oh,
2: oh, wow. Dear.
1: Now, I think the thing is, right, the, 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 when we do this segment, I, I think it's quite easy to turn around and say food places because there's so many places to get food on property. Um, But the reason why I've gone for Sci-Fi Diner is because, you know, that's – I would, it, it's obviously not signature dining, but it's one of the, the more well-known places in there to get food from. And so it's one that, you know, clearly I should have been to.
0: It's just so unique.
1: Well, yeah, but then you could have the same argument, or I I would certainly have the same argument with the 50s primetime.
0: No. You don't think that's unique? It's sort of unique in its own way, but it's daylight in there and you can sort of see what you're doing. I know, it's why I like it. (laughs) The the, the sci-fi diner is... Especially if you get one of the cars, it, it's it loses its mystique when you turn up and you're a family of uh, ten like we have, and you just give you tables at that point. Mm. So so you're not sitting in a car, but to be sitting in the this dark atmosphere where it's night time, where the stars are out, and you're watching the driving movie, um, it's something special it's something to behold and it's well worth just that even if you're just going for the dessert just do it
1: yeah i want to as i said it, it it just we we had such a good time at the 50s prime time that we decided to go back there on the next trip as well and we just didn't get around doing sci-fi um and being a fan of sci-fi it should have been my first choice but i just, i haven't done it but i it, the thing is this is one of the instances where I haven't done something, but it's not because I don't want to, I actually do want to, to do it. So,
0: well, we, uh, when I did the four parks one day with Stuart, and you won't mind me mentioning this, we, our ADR that day was Sci Fi Diner. And we had, I had the picnic sandwich or the picnic burger, which is one of the big burgers with a big gherkin on it and everything like that. And when I come out, I was like, oh, my God, wasn't that amazing? And he was like, it was meh. And I was like, no, 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 it was amazing. And he was like, no, no, I didn't enjoy it. And I was like, why? Because I couldn't see what I was eating. Mm. And that's what he said. Because yeah. it, it it's dark. And you could have lost two fingers in there while you are eating your food, and you wouldn't know.
2: I mean, it is dark. Well, that's the vibe of it. I like it.
0: Oh yeah, it's a beautiful vibe. You could have a sleep in there quite easily. You
2: could, and I think they've they've improved the menu quite a lot over the years too, well, especially for veggies.
1: I was going to say. I mean, the thing is, like, you're my kind of barometer on that a little bit because you have uh, a fairly limited diet compared to most of us, and I share a lot of that diet with you now. <laughs> so, yeah, well, if we there's are options good. for you, then yeah, okay. I'll, I'll hopefully by the time I go again, they'll have like an impossible burger or something. Um, all right, Craig, just because I'm conscious of time, what's your, what's your last one?
0: Oh God, you putting me on the spot now, Nick. Um, Oh, okay. If I never did it again and I didn't technically do anything, uh, the Jedi training Academy, Okay. So you've got to get there before rope drop. To And you've got to have your children with you, which is the main crux of the problem. So you have to queue up for about, well, it's a queue. So maybe an hour, maybe 40 minutes, just to register your name, just to get your time slot, right? Yeah. Now, I haven't got a problem with that. If I can go and do it on my own and the kids are getting entertained elsewhere, but the kids have to be with me. Okay. Right? So then you go and get your time slot. So then you go back later, and then as an adult, um, the kids get taken off you, but you have to stay in the area. And our Grace sobbed, she was scared. She didn't want to do it. My nephew, Jack, was was comforting her. He's a year younger. He was comforting her. The, the cast members had to go and comfort her. Um, I sort of wasn't allowed to go and comfort her, even though I was waving to her and stuff like that. Um, and then you go out to the stage area where it is so, so hot that your iPhone, that when you're recording your daughter doing her Jedi moves, your iPhone gets so hot it overheats and shuts down. Wow. That's how hot it was. So, would Grace do it again? Probably not. <laughs> would Jack do it again? He can with his own dad. <laughs>
2: with his own dad?
0: Yeah. Well, I was... <laughs> I'm his godfather, so I'm 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 his goddad. But you know, he's godfather. <laughs> I was goddad. So would I do it again? Would my iPhone do it again? Because my iPhone was never the same after that ever again. Honest to God, that was a, an eight-month-old iPhone Seven that never recovered from that one session of trying to record some video in that heat. It destroyed it. Just get an ice pack. Should you need an ice pack for a phone? Well,
1: I I hear what you're saying. I mean, I think think it probably depends on your kids and, you know, how they feel about it. But I can understand what
0: you're saying. The thing is, right, we've all got my Disney experience We've all got the access to... Re- I don't care that you have to maybe reserve your slot at 8 o'clock on the morning of. I get that. I haven't got a problem with that. My daughter, our little Grace, has got her own magic band. So, therefore, she's got her own My Magic Experience, Disney Experience um, ID, as has Jack. So I could have quite easily, from my hotel room that morning, reserved a time slot. hmm without the need to queue up for an hour whilst everyone else was in the park doing things, I was in the queue with the kids. You know what I mean? So they ha- it was like they had to see the kids or something. I can't quite remember.
2: I wonder why that is so.
0: I don't know if it's because maybe in the de- back in the day, maybe one American might have tried to register 10 kids or something, and it's just wasting people's time and wasting. Does the kids time. have to
2: be like a certain size or something?
0: I don't know. I think they just have to exist now, <laughs> 4 they've got online IDs because they've got fast passes reserved. They've got ADRs reserved in their names. So why can't I just do that from my hotel room on my app? On the de- or e- even even better, right? To save people, because every hotel room is open to, you know, everyone that morning could be booking that experience. So do it um, location-specific. So you have to have gone through the barriers at Hollywood Studios. But once you're in the park, you can reserve your time slot and just get on with your day. Then I would do it again. But in its present format, no, I wouldn't. And doesn't Disneyland Paris do it indoors? It does, doesn't it? Because I've seen it. It, it. it does.
1: I mean, it, it, obviously different climate, so they have to. Um, it's not, they don't have it at the moment. I don't know if it's coming back, but yeah, they have it indoors.
0: In fact, we've seen it last February. And when they make the Levitate um, R2-D2 with the Jedi powers, it was a sight to behold. So hats off to your Disneyland Paris. Disneyland Paris' version was actually better. So there you go. All right.
1: hmm. Well, Amanda, what's your, your final one?
2: Um, mine wasn't area, really, and that's all of the, the current Star Wars area. So like the where you can like meet the like the launch bay and where you can like meet characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've said it one time. I don't
0: need to do it again. You see that area when it was the the, the classic Disney characters was fantastic because they had the the new film area, didn't he? So that's where you met Luxo, so, and then on hmm? a the different Luxo so, Hugging Bear, Luxo. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah, Luxo Hugging Bear. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he stank of strawberries. Yep. And, but then on another on another trip, it was a different. I can't remember who it was, but it wasn't Lotso. So. But then Minnie Mouse. That's where we met. That's where you met him, um, Sorcerer Mickey. That's right, yeah. And that's where our eighteen-year-old, uh, eighteen-month-old Grace pulled him down by his ears and kissed him on the end of the nose and made us cry. You know, an absolutely magical experience. That's where I seen um a severely disabled little girl meeting Mary Poppins and I was in the I was in the queue behind her sobbing and Kelly come up to me going, What the fuck are you doing? But isn't that
1: isn't that in the Walt Disney presents bit?
0: No. That was that Star Wars area. Um, by Disney Junior, Launched that's by what you.
1: that
0: yeah right. that that's what that was. Right. So we met the Incredibles in there, Lotso, So uh, Mickey Mouse, Mary Poppins, all these different wonderful characters. And not to say that the, the Star Wars characters aren't wonderful, but I actually agree with you, Boston. Yeah, I mean, it, I thought that it was cool for like the one time that I went in there.
2: And honestly, the only reason I even went in is because Luke was with me. And Luke's obviously super love Star Wars. And he's like, yay, let's go in here. And right, I met Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Sinister. And it was the most awkward meet and greet I've ever been to in my life.
0: Why? It was just awkward as fuck. Yeah, but he, he was menacing.
2: I mean, he was menacing, and I like the villains. Like, villains are my favourite type of character. But it was just awkward. And I don't know what it was. It was just, like, not a good vibe. And I was like, ah, I mean, I don't, don't want to do this again, really.
0: It was a sinister vibe. Like, you could have slit your belly open and killed you I mean, at like, any time.
2: Yeah, potentially. Yeah. But then I haven't seen the film, so I don't know if that's something that you would do.
1: Oh, he would, yeah. No, he wouldn't, he wouldn't slice you open.
0: Um but
2: not me, but like maybe Luke.
0: Possibly. But he the ate, thing is he ate Luke his uncle. He <laughs> ate his uncle. Again,
1: the the thing is that launch bay is that it's stuck in the area known as animation courtyard. So why is it there? It it just doesn't it just doesn't fit with the rest of the thing. Um
2: there's another bit as well in there which I found really strange and I don't know if this is like the like a normal thing to do, but like we were just like kind of hanging around that area. Being chill, I was just having my beer. and I'm like, okay, we'll meet some characters. And there was, I think it was Boba Fett. And but there was no line. Everyone just kind of stood around in a group, and then he would select who he wanted to meet.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm po- just
2: like hanging around in the background, drinking my beer. Like, well, when like they go and get their picture taken, like I'll just take the picture for them. Mm and like i was literally sitting on me for like almost half an hour and he obviously was not going to pick like luke and james and i'm like this is not a good time honestly why wouldn't you just have a queue?
1: yeah that that's something that you you normally get in in other parks like tokyo does that a lot um
0: it
2: makes no sense to me um, it was making me agitated
0: maybe it was a trail Trying
2: to see if it works. Well, I'm like mm. I'm not being funny, and like I know that like you know, kids want to meet characters more of that. But if Luke and James have stood there for like half an hour, and then a kid comes over and stands there for two minutes, do you know what I mean? Like I, I've wasted half an hour of my time here waiting for Luke and James who be, like my kids.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's that's, that's, you know
2: what I mean. Like that's not fair. Yeah, to me. yeah.
1: <laughs> no, nah, it's pretty, it's pretty poor. I mean, the thing is like you should, you know, wait, I don't know, ten, fifteen minutes maybe at a max, because people be, you know, would then be coming and going. Um but yeah, that's just that's just poor form. Um yeah. but I'm with you, like Star Wars Launch Bay looks great, but it's not the place it should be. And I'd much rather that be used. It's animation courtyard. You and, and what they've done with it previously is that's where you've met characters from the latest films. So when I met Lotso... Uh, cause I met him there as well, Craig, that is because, you know, Toy Story three had just come out. Uh, they've had Baymax in there. I think they had, I think that's where they had Moana as well. Um, but that should be, that part there would be perfect to have a meet and greet with whatever the latest Disney film is of that, yeah, of I that agree. year. Um, and that would be good to always have that. So every year it would be different.
0: I thought I would be so excited to meet BB8, but when we went in to meet BB8, it was so awkward. What's it? Well, it's like a, a big football with a lampshade on top of it. Uh, you're you're
1: <laughs> dead to me, man. How dare you? <laughs> I'm at I mean, I did to the other week, and I the, the pictures are telling because I'm grinning from ear to ear. Like, and and the thing is, he's he's not even my favourite. But anywhere near my favourite cats in the Star Wars franchise, but because it was R two D two, I was like, Yee!
0: no, yeah. But when I met Chewbacca, I virtually, basically cried. Yeah, and I buried my face into his 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 fur. He
1: probably he probably stinks Damn. of a lot of tears that fur. <laughs> for the same reason. Um, Hey, Look, let, let's just be glad that Star Lord's gone from that
0: area.
2: Oh. I love well,
0: Star Lord. Well, no, he was in. Didn't. He was in the the um, Walt Disney thing, wasn't
1: he? Yeah, but that's what I'm what I'm saying is that's 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 the same area.
0: Oh, oh right, Star Lord. We should have a Star Lord meet and greet. Just put a fucking mask on him. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because or no one...
2: we just get real Chris Pratt.
0: Oh, even I would be... I mean, that would uh, be the dream. <laughs> sorry, even I would be... <laughs> I, uh, I think he's a little
1: busy at the moment, but... Do you know he's dating uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter?
2: Yeah, what the frick?
1: Yeah. Um. All right, so uh, I was going to be really controversial, controversial and say... Well, no, only because something else has taken over. But I was going to say I would probably never again do Muppet vision 3d.
2: Oh, wow.
1: Now as a big fan of the Muppets. I feel a bit sick, (laughs) Nick. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Right. And I'll give you my brief reason as to why I I was going to say that. So I love the Muppets, but the film to me is dated. Um, I think it's being kept there because it was the last thing Jim Henson did. And so it's got that historical element to it. A bit like carousel of progress probably does as well with Walt. um, But it's just something that I know they've restored it and it looks great in 4K, but, um, you know, that whole area is just an absolute mess. They don't know what they're doing with it. It just seems to just be plonked, you know, Muppet Vision just seems to be plonked there in the middle of nowhere. So I wouldn't be that sad if it disappeared tomorrow. However, there is something even more, and that's the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, and I don't care if I ever see it, that again.
1: The thing is, it's a bit like um, Mo, like Lights, Motors, Action. Like, it's a great show. Both of those shows are great. But when you've seen it once, you're like, that was great. You see it twice, you're like, oh, yeah, that was all right. But every time you, you see it, it decreases in how good it was. It's like the opposite of heroin. Like every time, actually, no, it's just like heroin. The first time is great, and every time you're just chasing for that same feeling, and you never get it back. Uh, apparently, wow. I've never, I've never taken it, but I've watched Um But even John Jones' epic stunt spectacular is just one of those shows where I thought, yeah, that's that's really good, that's cool. But you see it again, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I've I've seen it now. Don't really care for it. It's been there since day one. It uh, takes up a lot of space, employs a lot of people. Granted, um, but I'm sure they could do something else with that area.
0: Couldn't the Muppets just be right? I watched the other day with our Rose Muppet Babies. Oh, the new one! I love
2: Muppet Babies. The,
0: new, the new one. Th- the new one. Yeah. yeah. And the new one is obviously a little bit more educational, I think, than the old one was. Yeah. But the old one probably was still a little bit educational. But why can't he just get rid of Muppets 3D or 4D, whatever it is, and put Muppet Babies 4D in?
1: And uh, uh, we might see that, to be honest. I would
0: point. love to see that.
1: Yeah, I... Um... As i said just just for me i know i love the muppets but the problem with 4d films or 3d films or just films in general is that you go and watch them once or twice but normally the repeatable value of them for whatever i don't, I don't know why but i just don't seem to be as good you know how many times amanda have you seen <laughs> krampus
2: ever jillian i want to say
1: right and, you know, there's films that I've seen, you know, how many times I've watched Star Wars? Countless. Um, and and films, for some reason, seem to have a different repeatable value than a 15-minute 3D film in a theme park. Yeah. Like, yeah. you won't always go and... You might go and see uh, Phil and Magic, once or twice, but you probably wouldn't go and
0: see it every trip. Shrek 4D, the movie as as a film, is a nice little 20 minutes to waste a day. As a 4D experience, it's shit.
1: I think the 4D works really well, but I've seen, I think I've seen it once. I've seen it once as the 4D experience. And I've seen it once at home. And I don't, like when I've gone to Universal, I've not gone, I need to go and see that again. Yeah. And that's that's how I feel about a lot of those those things. And that's where Muppet Vision, for me, falls in. Well, a what few would times you replace
0: it. Indiana Jones with, then? Keep the same. It's going to be a stunt spectacular. It's going to be a show. right? what are you going to replace it with?
2: Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Not really. Something,
1: that's the answer to everything, though, it seems. Yeah, I mean, Disneyland Paris has obviously just put in a, a Marvel stunt show this year which was uh, had its own troubles so I suppose they could do something like that um, Big Hero 6 maybe you might be able to do something like with that um, it's got to be something with a bit more action than just you know like you couldn't do the Frozen stunt show spectacular um, Tron might be able to get away with that
0: Treasure, Treasure, um, what was that, National no. Treasure?
1: Oh, National Treasure, like, who cares about that franchise?
0: Well, that was better than Indiana Jones.
1: I'll give off. What, as a film? Yeah. Shut up. You're talking Shut. about you madman. Shut up, you mappy. Shut <laughs> it, you slug. Um, of course it wasn't. And, and, I mean, that, the last National Treasure film was, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. So, maybe longer. and so no, that that would never happen. Um, Mission Impossible? Not Disney. It's going to have to be
0: something like
1: Marvel, I think.
0: Couldn't if... you just buy the company that owns Mission Impossible?
1: Yeah, they can buy Paramount. Why not?
0: They probably will.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Amanda, other than Guardians, can you think of
0: anything?
2: I mean, I don't know, really.
0: No. Yeah. I... Like... I'm... Dead Scouse then, didn't she? Did I? Yeah. The Christopher
1: Robin stunt show spectacular. That no, it just doesn't work, does <sighs> it?
2: Honestly, I can't think of anything that's, like, stunty.
1: Not that's Disney as well, no. No, the that's Swiss, it.
0: Swiss family Robinson.
2: Hard no.
1: Exactly. No, I can't. The Mary Poppins stunt show spectacular. There you go. Uh,
0: the die Hard. Who owns Die Hard? Fox.
1: So, yes, they could do that.
0: Oh, take my money.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can see the, the die-hard stunt show spectacular going in there.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. yippee, yippee.
1: yay Mother Hubbard.
0: <laughs> They'd have
1: to de- censors, uh, de- censor it. Um, oh. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, let, let's be honest. If you could replace that Indiana Jones thing with anything, what would you replace it with? The Indiana Jones ride from California.
2: Well, yeah.
1: Let's not be silly. You know, that's, that's the obvious
0: choice. Certainly um, not the, the, the fucking weak effort you've got in Paris.
1: Oh, my God. I've is... only I've only done it for the first time last week. I'd never, ever done that ride before, and I'm so glad I hadn't done that ride before.
0: It was... Oh, God.
1: The ride itself is actually it's... quite a good coaster, but I've never had my head shake and hit the restraint so much in such a short space of time.
0: It's another it one that comes off the back of a Jippos lorry. And they've just built oh a, no, a, a trap. it It is. Oh, don't start me, oh, Nicholas. Come on, that ride is so cheap, it's untrue. All they've done is built a few fucking temples around a fucking a, a fairy, fairground effort of a coaster. How, how
1: many fairgrounds do you go to that has a roller coaster with inversions like that? Two.
2: Wait, what? What coast
1: are you talking about? Disneyland Paris have got an Indiana Jones roller coaster. Oh wait, is it the one that
2: goes like forwards and then goes backwards?
1: It only goes forwards now, but yeah, oh. that one, yeah, yeah. Shit. So yeah, so the, the, you know, if I if I could, Indiana Jones would be uh, would be gone. It'd be put in the arc of the convent or whatever it's called um, <laughs> and hidden away. Um. But yeah, so well, I thought that was interesting. I think I think there was some good um, good suggestions pulled up there of things that we wouldn't do again.
2: I think Which... we have more and more controversial ones each episode. Honestly, I,
1: I'm the... not sure if anything will beat PW's
0: um Everest one from.
2: Oh, spoiler! I haven't listened
0: to that one yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm with everybody on the doll whip. I'll be honest with you.
2: Wait, what do you mean with everybody? Because it was split.
0: Well, I wouldn't have another Dole Whip as long what? as I live. Oh, it's just the most overrated snack I've ever... You'd end up with sticky fingers. It, it's just... There's wasps buzzing around you all day. It's horrible.
1: Craig, you should try using a spoon next time.
0: Well, there is that.
1: <laughs> okay. i Well, I mean, I, I, I don't think there's any final way to end an episode of a podcast, so... um that was us talking about Hollywood studios. We'll do another park on the next episode, I imagine. Um, oh Got well, that would be the next one, but we might um, we might go Blizzard Beach. Who knows? Or,
0: or Disneyland Paris. Uh,
1: we'll get to that. We'll get to that at some point. But we'll, let's concentrate on on Florida first. Um, but all that's left for me to do is say, Craig, thank you very much my pleasure amanda thank you very much
2: thank you
1: and thank you dear listener for downloading listening whatever you've done to to hear us talk and we'll be back with another disaster you know what it's getting that close now i think it's going to be post christmas so um on behalf of all of us here including the ones that are not here um i think we all wish you a very Merry Christmas and um, onwards and upwards to
2: 2019. Yes,
1: 2019 yes. fish. Oh, it, the year of the After Dark Network. I don't yes. like, I don't care what... We'll tell the Chinese, don't bother about, you know, whatever animal it's supposed to be. 2019 is the year of the this After Dark Network, 20, is it? 2019, the year of Brexit. Well, that as well, but let's let's not discuss that now eh? bye
2: merry christmas merry
0: christmas
1: hi it's nick here um this should be finished by now but it's not because i forgot to mention something on the show um pop after dark is back that either fills you with joy or fear or delusion i don't know but uh pop after dark has been resurrected by myself um it's not going to be on its own feed now so if you are interested in listening to me talk about spider-man and aquaman and my thoughts on those two films search for pop after dark in your podcast app of choice and merry christmas hello there dear listener now have you ever listened to a podcast and thought i'd really like to support those guys but i just don't know how to do it (laughs) well then you're in luck There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash afterdarknetwork. Here you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode, we hope you enjoyed it, and thank you
0: for your continued support.
1: is part of the After Dark Podcast